Hello, everyone, and welcome back, finally, to the Constellation Cup podcast. Uh, this will be our final episode. I apologize there weren't more. Uh, timing and game state kind of just made it a little awkward. Um, but uh, today I have, I do not have Tony and Andrew with me today. Instead, I have two other uh, wonderful co-hosts. I have uh, Mr. Ecto97. Hello, hello. And the guy who beat him in knife hit, uh, Guy. Hello. <laughs> uh, guy, as in the 12th boot, who, uh, you know, missed Jerry by one vote, um, <laughs> has also been specking this season. And I thought, on a, um, especially with uh, his best friend, Jan, making it all the way to Final Four, um, I thought it would be great to have him on the podcast. Get your insight. Uh, Ecto has also been paying attention and uh, has some personal connections to someone in the Final Four as well. Um, so, since it has been a while since our last episode, which was uh, just before the Ella Medivac, uh, during the merge vote, trying to break that mess of a vote down before it didn't even happen, uh, this is probably going to be a longer episode, as uh, we're going to be recapping, uh, we're going to start by going vote by vote by the merge uh, and breaking down what happened, and then at the end, we're going to be breaking down each each of the games of the Final Four and analyzing their uh, their chances to win and just uh, getting you guys prepared for FTC, because uh, FTC is going to matter a ton. Uh, I, this game is completely up in the air just because of how it's played out and how the, the feelings of the jury, uh, anyone truly has a chance to win. There's definitely some with better chances than others, but uh, it's safe to say it'll come down to FTC. Um, yeah. Other right. than that, I think we can start by getting into, uh, obviously, the Ella Medivac right after that tribal, and um, it came at a weird time because all the damage had already been done. It felt like where, especially with the type of Yan relationship, which was kind of the catalyst for how this, that merge vote, or I guess merge non-vote, uh, is kind of was kind of like the the breaking point for how this season unfolded with uh the karina strong um storylines and just those first couple votes uh and unfortunately ella was the main force uh against karina and that was that was kind of our big storyline coming into merges okay karina is still tight um but people are kind of wary of him but Ella Medivac and kind of just uh, kicked that in the balls and gave him a bit too much control. Uh, and by that point, Typo had already kind of been blown up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ella Medivac wasn't great for anyone who wasn't in Karina's chances. Uh, but it really sucked for Typo. Um, which kind of leads us leads him to be Unand at the next vote. Uh, where everyone just kind of killed him for playing the game. It felt like, um, Jan... yeah. It... Oh, sorry. I was gonna say yeah. It felt like Typo was the one guy who I thought, okay, well, Typo is trusted by a lot of people. Like he's playing a good game. Um, there's a strong chance that even if Ella goes, Typo can maybe try and make something happen. But since he was also the only person who was really playing a super obviously strong game, it just made him an obvious target. Yeah, uh, 
the other big thing was definitely uh, his relationship to Jan just went nuclear. Um, I still, like, I've tried to figure out exactly what happened between them uh, because both of them just kind of accuse each other of being the reason it blew up. And I think it's Jan. I think the, re- the main reason was Jan pushed that alliance of, I think it had Ella, Typo, it had Zack, and it was it was basically an alliance that uh, Indigo was in there too, that no one besides Jan wanted, but everyone kind of just went along with. And I think Typo leaked it, and it uh, that really pissed off Jan, and Jan felt very backstabbed by it. Um, but at the same time, I can't really blame Typo, because going along with that alliance makes no sense for him. Um, it was not a great alliance, and... Uh, Kind of just fell apart instantly because of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. You can go. <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that alliance is a, a huge catalyst what happened to merge because I think Yon, I I'm not really too sure what he was thinking at the merge time. I think he tried to play with his connections that weren't Karina and probably in the middle between the non Karina and the Karinas, but I don't think Yon realized that. The entire prior vote, which is my vote, he was arguing with the two of the main forces to, like, to keep with Karina, which kind of made it obvious that Yon was going to be loyal to the Karinas. So it made no sense for him to try and push his alliance with the non-Karinas, because it made it obvious he was trying to play the middle there. Yeah, I mean, saving saving Zaki your vote definitely, like, made it pretty obvious where his uh, loyalties lied. Um, he was definitely really trying a bit too hard to keep Zach as that loyal follower because uh, he definitely saw Zach, which was also a bad read, might I add, because Zach was talking about how he was going to flip on Jan and kill him all during these early merge votes. Um, and, oh, this is just the tale of Jan, isn't it? Well, we're going to get into, like, Jan specifically later, but it's hard to avoid him because a lot of everything that happened in the first three votes was just because of Jan and not in a good way, um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so Typo just kind of got blown up, and now I still I, I still cannot understand why um, people like Jason and especially Yoli and Gengar, I really don't understand why they flipped on Typo so quick. Um, yeah. That was one thing I noticed right away. They were very easy, like, quickly, like, very quick to throw Typo onto the bus there. I do think a lot of that has to do with Indigo. I think Indigo formed a good relation with Gengar in particular, I think. Mm-hmm. I, it was one of Gengar Yali. I remember seeing the trust ring teams there. And I think that's what they said. I think they felt like they would have Indigo with them as it ended up being with the Karinas. And I don't think it worked, obviously it didn't really work out for them. Well, Yali is still in Gengar isn't. Kangar is and not, no. It did lead them all to lo- basically lose possible members to dismantle the Karinas. And the only reason the Karinas are dismantled was because of things that they didn't really control. So. Yeah. I think a lot of people during that vote were looking for like a quote-unquote calm-down vote um, where there was all the stress and, and messiness during that first vote that they were just kind of looking for an easy out. Um and that easy out happened to be Typo, which I think was a big mistake because Typo was probably one of the only people left who really could have dismantled the Karinas. 
besides the Karinas themselves, um, which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm, yeah. So I guess that kind of leads us into the next two votes. And I'm going to... I'm gonna put these votes side by side with uh, Zach and Connor going in ninth and eighth, uh, because I feel like these two votes go—they were very different, but these votes do go hand in hand. Where realistically, the Karinas never should have lost either of these votes, either of these votes. Even with them losing the Zach vote, they still shouldn't lose the Connor vote, but they managed to do it. Um, <laughs> and it starts with the Zach vote, where. Everyone is pushing Zach because Zach is inactive and Zach is not around. And a lot of the, a couple of the Karinas, specifically Connor, is is okay with Zach going um, because they understand, like, this is boring. Zach's not playing the game. Why should he get to stay over um, people who are? Jan, however, was very against it and just wanted to. His logic and reasoning was essentially that. If we give them Zach here, it's a 4-4 next vote, and we potentially have to force rocks. Um, and, like, sure, that makes sense, but I also just think that's thinking way too linearly uh, in the sense that it doesn't have to be a 4-4. You can manage... I mean, he was thinking tribal lines, obviously, but it's just a little bit... You don't need to keep Zach to continue playing the game i mean you do if you want to go boring but they are uh within the last hour they're planning to save zach and i think jason was their boot um yes (laughs) and then uh it comes out that zach just kind of talks to people and tells people like yeah i'm okay with it if i go like i understand i haven't been active and it just kind of blew up the vote because the Karinas were like, oh, okay, if he's not going to play, then why do we keep him? We'll go into the 8th at 4-4 and, and work from there. They still had uh, Connor's advantage, which was happened to be the only advantage of the season. Well, technically second advantage, but um, or for one of two. But um, the one vote negator, the wooden spoon, so they do have an out with the 4-4. And Zach goes home, but it was really just like a, it, it showed the Karina's mentality and then they still got forced into throwing away majority. They also had me confused on Jan's logic in the Zach vote. Because like you said, Jan was kind of setting to tribal lines and worry about rocks at final eight, but didn't he know that Connor had the advantage at that point? Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I'm not sure if it was more that he wanted to save Connor's advantage um, for later in the game, but it just, it was weird. Um, like, I, I understand it on a gameplay perspective, but as a host, it, it kind of hurts when people are like, oh, let's just keep this major simple majority with kind of very inactive person over people who want to be here. Um so I, I won't lie, I was happy that uh, it did turn out on Zach. Uh, but uh, boy, oh boy, I did not expect F8 to turn out how it did. Uh, and that was like the real, real throw by Karina. And uh, 
Oh boy, oh boy, Jan's gonna have some stuff to answer for at eight. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, um, F eight was probably the most shocking move of the game, uh, and it was a complete accident. And uh, Connor goes home in a four to three vote. He plays a he plays his one vote negator on himself, so it would have been five three if uh, if he didn't play it. Um, and I guess to set the scene is at the beginning, starting back at the challenge, Yoli and Juiced made a deal, made a made a bet that whoever finished uh, lower or higher in the challenge would control the other person's vote for that tribal, which is really funny because it was probably the most important tribal of the game. Uh, and like everyone kind of knew that going in was because there was a four person counter alliance of Jason space, Yoli Gengar. It was the two duos coming together. And then there was obviously the four Karina's left. Um, so juice loses. And now all of a sudden the Karina's just want to stay Karina strong. They have this one vote negator. They're like, all right, we can vote out whoever we want. Um, Con- Connor's going to be the vote. We'll just play it on Connor and then we'll win any vote four to three. Uh, Juiced now either has to break his word to Yoli and break the bet or break his word to the Karinas and vote with, uh, them against Connor. Uh, and he kind of starts freaking out and it's a big mess. Uh, but at the same time, Jan is considering flipping on Indigo, uh, because not onto Indigo, but onto Connor to like weaken Indigo a bit. Cause he sees Indigo as excuse me, his, uh, the biggest threat to him in the end game, both challenge and socially. Um, so he wants to weaken her to make sure she doesn't have full control over him, which makes sense, except that Indigo finds out and convinces both Juiced and Jan to flip back. Um, so the vote is supposed to be on Connor until Jan forgets to change his vote. Uh, and he put a placeholder vote for Connor earlier in the day and didn't change it until we pinged for tribal deadline, uh, which causes him to vote Connor. Uh, and complete accident. Connor was never supposed to go home. Not the majority was uh, should have been on. I believe it was Space Thug, right? Yeah, Space was. Yeah. Yep. So the majority should have been on Space Thug. Uh, it turns out it's on Connor, and Jan tries to medevac uh, to avoid Connor going home, to which we tell him no. Uh, but the most fascinating part and probably the biggest throw of all this is all the Karinas don't admit that it was Jan's an accident by Jan and just say that it was juiced flipping, which benefits none of them except for juiced. <laughs> um, and he I got, yeah, no, go ahead. he got to basically flip without actually flipping he kept his word to his alliance and then to everyone else he was able to play up being their friend because he just pretended that he flipped with them yep (laughs) and oh wow and i also should mention that was that made it the first four boots of merge all being ursa major uh from that that ursa major swap tribe which just further puts in how fascinating of a like a series of throws over and over and over again that early merge was it kind of started to get better in the end game but not really um that was kind of just the story of this game is people just kind of overplayed themselves out of the game uh 
And the Karinas at this point kind of have no control. Uh, they're they're down four to three going into F seven, and uh, but luckily for them, the side they're going against doesn't really care about just paganging. Um, and it actually led us into a really fun vote that it was seeming to be at F seven with uh it seemed like it was going to be a 3-2-2 on uh space thug with a split between i believe uh jason and i forget who the other one do you remember the they were splitting on splitting on space and mm-hmm. jason because they knew there's a chance of an idol from space because he had to type in all caps because he got exile. sent to exile for a day um so they figured maybe he had an idol Space was going to idle himself, and what him and Jason thought was going to happen was they were going to have, I think it was Juice vote with them, and they were going to 3-2-2 out, was it Indigo or Yowly? One of the two. I think it was Yowly. No, that was... was... Yowly, sorry, yeah. Either way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they thought he had them, they had him with them, and they were going to 3-2-2 out Yowly. And that was right up until probably 15 minutes before the deadline that that was the case. When uh, Gengar, uh, good old buddy Gengar, uh, told them told Space Thug about the actual plan, which was that it was a 3-2-2 on Space Thug. And in the last 15 minutes of Tribal, we saw pretty much our only actual play of the game where uh, Space Thug flipped the entire vote on to Gengar. In the last 15 minutes, he uh, blew up Gengar for leaking the vote, uh, saw it as like a jury management kind of play, and uh, sends Gengar home five to two with the two votes being on with two votes being on Space Thug from Yoli and Gengar, um, but they were idled because Gengar uh, Space Thug played his idol, um, and. At that point, it was kind of looking like Gengar could be our best winner candidate because Gengar had played a very strong... um, He was playing from the bottom the entire time, but he was clearly the most social um, on the tribe, and uh, he was keeping himself positioned well. Everyone knew he was a threat, but they had him skating by to like F5, F4, and some people had him go into FTC. He still had his his pocket uh, duo with Yoli, and he looked like he was in a very good position until it just all blew up in the span of 15 minutes and sent his ass to the jury. Um, and thus concluded yet another person overplaying themselves out of the game. Um, <laughs> it was it was definitely an interesting vote. I think it was by far F8 and 7 were easily our two most interesting votes of the season. Um, it kind of got a little bit uh more boring well six was interesting but in a different way um but seven and eight definitely had like the most going on gameplay wise and i think in both cases it's strong cases for juiced um but we will get into that more later we can talk about the last person to truly overplay themselves out of the game with jason at six who to be fair to Jason, I completely understand why he uh, did what he did and was trying to... For context, Jason was attempting to make a 3-2-1 on Yoli. 
um, and was lying to everyone and, and being like a little snake rat boy. Uh, but unfortunately, no one really trusted him and compared notes immediately. And as soon as he tried to do anything, uh, it was leaked and the vote just flipped on him and it was on him for the entire day. Uh, but Jason goes, Jason was attempting to three, two, one Yoli and just ends up dying four to two instead. Uh, he was, he had no position to win. He had no win equity at that point. He was seeming like just a goat that would be dragged to the end. Um, so I, I respect trying to do something. Uh, it just didn't work at all. A misread on who to target and a misread on who to trust just kind of spelled doom for Jason. Yeah, I feel like the mis- misreading, I feel, has been a big theme with this merge in general. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that leads us to our last boot, uh, Indigo, which was a very unceremonious boot uh, with Indigo. I guess technically she uh, threw she threw the challenge. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> she had completely understandable reasons to be kind of checked out, where uh, she had some a lot of IRL stuff going on. But uh, she does really bad on the challenge when she's supposed to be like the challenge threat that's really good at word challenges. Uh, loses to immunity to Yan, and that kind of just secures that Yan's gonna kill her there. It makes sense. Now he's probably the biggest FIC threat. Um, and uh he really thinks he is like he gets to the end he wins which is oh that's gonna be fun um but indigo goes out 4-1 i mean space was really paranoid about himself going but i don't think anyone really thought space was going i don't think anyone really considered taking him out um i I think one reason i think space thought he was going the space i think views himself as the beneficiary threat just like yon views himself as the beneficiary threat they both have this view that that's that if they get to the end they're probably winning i don't think that's the case so yeah um that's kind of in the merge it's not i mean it's pretty there's not a ton to talk about unfortunately just because there's been a ton of tribals that they were just linear and simple um seven and eight were definitely the where the most happened um and and there were definitely some important dynamics there um that filter into but most of them filter into um kind of this final four so the final four we have right now is uh juiced space thug yoli and yan and uh we are gonna go uh in reverse alphabetical order um so starting with Jan and just break down their games from start to finish um, and kind of get you guys all ready for FTC, no matter who goes home here. Because honestly, I don't know who could go home at F4. Uh, it could happen. It, it definitely depends on who wins immunity. Um, although weirdly enough, I don't think the biggest threat is really in, in much danger, which is going to be fun. But starting with Jan, and this is probably the one we can talk about the longest because... Oh boy, ha- oh boy, we can talk a lot about Jan. Uh, starting with Karina, Jan actually was playing very, very, very well. Uh, he was really the center point of that tribe. He was on the on a tribe that had such muddied dynamics in the sense that no one really knew what was going to happen in uh, if they went to tribal. I think everyone out of everyone, Jan and Jan was the most safe. He had connections to both uh, the 
the two feuding Indigo and Eric. He had connections to both. Um, he wasn't really under threat of anyone immediately. Eric was thinking about targeting him at swap, but not immediately. And it really seemed like whoever Jan went with was probably going to just win that tribe. Um, but they never end up going to tribal. They win all their challenges, and, uh, and we enter swap with the uh, disastrous Ursa Major tribe. Which, oh, guy, I'm I'm very excited for your insight of, of playing with Jan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but obviously the two boots on Ursa Major are JPEG, which I think everyone really saw coming because JPEG was just kind of the least active besides Zach, who had COVID. Um, and JPEG threw out Typo's name for some reason in a 3-3-1 swap. Not really sure about that one. Um, so JPEG dies. But the really important vote is guy's vote and i'm just gonna let you have the floor with this one and say whatever okay. you want about this <laughs> okay so from what from what i know about my vote and also sorry about yawn itself i want to go just a bit back to the last one just talk about what me and yawn were talking about yawn to me kept on pushing this idea of tribal unity going to merge we were all convinced we would merge 12 because you see hates us so we all thought we were going to merge well with a jury or the non-jury boot there. So they're all pushing tribal unity for a union vote here. And I also was like fine with it. I was like, okay, if I wanted to work with Jan and the people that I merged that swapped with at the merge, like when was it there? Little did I know they want to do the same thing the next vote, but so and then Jan was pushing that and little did I know people, when I was ta- when Jan was talking to other people, he was calling me paranoid as well. I believe, like, oh. which is looking at the merge, very ironic, very. but very ironic. <laughs> he, I think, was trying to paint me as someone to, to go after next. So going to my boot itself, we have. If I hear background noise, someone's walking upstairs. But going to my boot, where Yon will relose, and I am I'm under the assumption it's an easy Zach boot because. Zach was, from everyone's point of view, was still not active. Little did I know. So, before I go on to that, little before the day of, I just talked to people, and people said, okay, it's Zach. So I go off, I just like, go and chill. Little did I know, the entire time that I'm offline, Yon is over there, teaming with LMA and Typo, I believe, trying to like push super hard to save Zach. And says, at that point, Jan thought that Zach was with them, which was also a bad because Zach wanted Jan gone at the merge, I'm pretty sure. So, so the, Jan takes control there, and that he, like, paints... I forget the exact stuff. They're saying stuff like, oh, Guy was so quiet, he was so suspicious, even though they all knew why I was quiet, but that's another point that's unrelated. And so they push... He pushes me really hard to LMA, and saying, I don't know the exact combo I read it a while ago of what she said to Ella but Ella was very much turned off by Jan at this point in time but there was very he could do for obvious reasons the most she could have done was tell me and but that also throw her out in the bus and Jan pushing this tribal unity idea allowed for him to get to try and go to the merge with an easy an easy vote on me but it also caused for him to like kind of ruin his relationships with Typo and Ella I'm pretty sure into going to the merge 
like Ella was very much with me, I feel at that point. She I was like third on her reign overall or something. And arguing with Ella for like I feel like for no reason. I feel like just have Ella vote in the minority. You don't need to blindside you don't need to like argue with her to bring her with you. I feel like that just causes more damage to your game because it makes it seem like you're really want to zap around. And that got exposed to the merge very easily by on. He was playing very messily there, even though he was trying to play it safe for himself. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy. And also, I don't I don't know where I had Yon on his rain chains. I don't remember that part. But I wanted to work with Yon at the merge, and I don't think that. So. Yeah. Um, Ella very much did not want you gone. Um, yeah. And that was really the biggest event that happened was ella and jan were dming each other for probably two and a half hours with ella trying to convince jan like don't vote out guy here why are you doing this uh and jan trying to convince ella to just hop on board typo was on board with your vote um because typo and jan had become very close on that swap tribe and and that's why their like relationship blow up was so weird because both of them really trusted each other, and then both of them felt betrayed by each other at merge. Well, wait, I do remember one thing. I know Typo trusted Yon a lot, but I remember reading the trust rankings so right after I voted out that Yon sent, and Typo was, like, only above Alame and me. So He was third, I believe. I think he was third, but it was there was only five people he could trust, so he had okay. Zach at number one because he knew Zach was undying to him, and but- I believe it was... Connor at number two, who was also from his OG Yeah, he had the Karinas, and I, I think Typo was the highest non-Karina. Right, yeah, he was above Ella, because that was after, obviously, their argument, or, like, mm-hmm. both of me. Yep. And I used to, I just talking a bit more about Jan Pacific, he, that vote definitely set the tone for his game going forward, because it kind of forced for him to be with the Karinas. Well, he was going to be with Karinas either way, I feel. But because he kind of blew up in place with Ella, who was probably the best glue to everyone, the best connection he could have with like uh, Space Thug and Jason. Yeah. It just completely hurt that bridge going to the merge. And it's also not good during management either. Like, you no. basically, with Yella, uh, Yella, Ella, <laughs> for uh, two and a half hours. And then she, like, obviously it wasn't on purpose, but then she's the first jury member. And then you blow up Typo's name at, right after, and he's just, and they're the second jury member. It's just a very poor start for jury management there. And that's, that obviously is going to devolve more later on as we go on in the game with Connor. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it really it gives the jury a lot of questions about Jan's game that I honestly don't know if he has good answers to. Um, honest, if he tells the truth, I don't think the jury's going to like it at all. And if he tells lies and gets caught, it, the jury definitely won't like it. Um, but I think the biggest thing for Jan is that he has this... I love Jan to bits. Uh, In this game, he kind of has a protagonist syndrome. Um, In the sense that he felt really betrayed by Typo, but honestly, I think Typo did less wrong than Jan did. Um, he He was saying a lot at that merge vote about how, like, he really felt backstabbed by Typo, and he put all his trust in Typo, and, and all this, but in, in reality, he was putting all his trust in Karina from day one, and he didn't really change that, 
And I think Typo kind of saw that and didn't like it, which I think is an understandable thing to say is because Typo wants control over his own game. He doesn't want to go with the Karinas because he's just going to... Sure, he's good with Jan, and Jan might be able to keep him alive, but he has no agency from that point forward, which causes Typo... Which causes a rift between Jan and Typo because of the Karinas, and just really makes Jan... Any way Jan wants to move, it makes it really messy from from that Jerry management perspective, like you were saying. Because either he's pissing off Typo, because he's committed, he's saying, telling Typo he's committed to him, or he's pissing off the Karinas, who he's told he's committed to. Or he's pissing off Ella, who he's told he's committed to. Um, He just kind of put his hand in too many cookie jars and and didn't really know how to get himself out of that situation. Um, And I think he just kind of fell back on the Karinas. Now, I'm very curious to see how he defends 9 and 8 because I feel like those are the two plays that Jan is going to get absolutely the most backlash for. Uh, besides Merge, I think Merge is uh, going to get a ton of backlash for Merge if he makes to FTC. Um, but if it comes out, which there's going to be multiple... Car- there already are multiple Karinas on Jury um, with Indigo and Connor, and I don't think they're going to be really against telling people that... Um, Jan wanted to keep Zach at F9 and only decided to boot him once Zach was kind of asking to be voted out, which a lot of that jury is not going to like. And then the Connor boot, obviously, where once it really comes out that it was a mistake, I think Jan loses any respect he might have had from those non-Karinas. I think the Karinas are on okay terms with Jan, um, but, oh, that's not great. <laughs> it's not looking great for him. Yeah, he. The main thing is that I don't think he realizes any of this going to the merge, the SEC, not any. How he realizes a bit? I don't think he realizes a large part of it. It's gonna be that the main thing that's gonna probably sell his at SEC because people read his speech, and because as you said before, he has like a protagonist syndrome in the sense in the merge. Like, I was gonna say, Jan is very nice. He's a great guy to talk to. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I enjoyed talking to him a lot when I was around the game. But he does, in the merge, you, I would notice, he very much thought that he was like kind of the center of things. And mm-hmm. kind of like, near the end, he thinks he's like the biggest early threat to go, to go into FCC. Yeah. And that's kind so, of how his... I'm sorry. And then, so, he's in a... Like, I don't know how to frame this properly, so apologize if it sounds a bit weird. But a speech that shows him... In a light that I don't mean, he has his own view of himself, so his speech will be based around that. But no one else is, I mean, sees him that way. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I word that properly. I apologize if I didn't. No, no, like, no, no. I understand. I was kind of, uh, I was working into that with like from seven, from F seven forward. He's kind of been playing like that, where he he views himself as this big threat, and I think he was a little bit scarred from uh, F eight, and it kind of made him approach the game with a new mindset of um he just thinks because he's a challenge threat and a social threat and because his name has been a center point of the season for better or worse um his name has been talked about a lot and honestly it it's for worse because of how it's been talked about he sees himself as a big target and a big threat to win and that's how he's been playing this end game is okay, if I get, he's been thinking if I get to the end, I win, 
when in reality the jury doesn't really respect him as much as he think it does as he thinks it does um he lives f6 because he know and then he thinks at f5 that if he uh if he doesn't win immunity he's probably gonna go which i don't know if it's true uh, I think Indigo, as long as Indigo lost that immunity, I think Indigo was always going. And I think Space even gets targeted above Yon there. Um, and now, coming into this F, uh, final immunity challenge, Yon again thinks that it's win or die. And granted, I think if he does lose to Space, he probably dies. Um, but if, like, say, Juice or Yali wins, I don't know if Yon dies. I think he might be able to make FTC... And he really, really thinks that if he wins, the, if he makes FTC, he will win the game. And uh, he could be in for a rude awakening. I, well, I think he is in for a rude awakening no matter what happens. So. I kind of want him to make FTC, but I also don't because there is one other point that uh, he has been focused on a lot this season. And uh, Ecto and I can talk pretty well about that and that is uh reed season five which was an org that happened last year uh reed survivor that me jan uh ecto and some others played in including actually baby eric uh from this and jason baby eric and jason and jason yeah. so we had a lot of people from reed's five um but jan that was like the last org jan truly played which was la this time last summer um and Jan made it to FTC and thought he would win pretty easily and then ended up being a zero vote finalist. Um and that's no disrespect to Jan. That season was just cracked beyond belief. It had a ton of amazing players, and Jan just happened to get beat. He didn't have great jury management, specifically with me. Um <laughs> <laughs> and he just ended up being a zero vote finalist. He got kind of trapped in in a hole of of questions that no one really liked his answers to, and he got outperformed at FTC by Rat, who ended up winning the season, and you, Ecto. Um, yeah, I and, went kind of hard at FTC. Yeah, um, and I think the he's really fixated on that game because I think he sees this game as his chance to make up for it. Um. Because he keeps making parallels to, uh, from this game to Reed's Five, which I don't really agree with. I don't think this game is anything like Reed's Fives. I see maybe the, on a personality standpoint, it's a little similar. Uh, but just strictly from a gameplay perspective, it really isn't. The game Jan's playing in uh, here versus the one he played in Reed's Five is very different. And the games he's alongside are very different. The gameplay throughout the entire season has been very different. Um... And I really think that his mentality through this endgame is how can he uh, avenge his loss in Reed's 5 and, like, fix his mistakes there. But I think in doing so, he has made different mistakes that have just made it harder for him to win. Yeah, I think he looks at... For example, at the final five, he said, oh, this is just like the final five in Reed's five, where he compared, My I think it was Juiced to Juicy, mm -hmm. um, Yali to Rat, uh, Indigo to myself, and I think Face Thug to Eric, I guess. I guess. Um, and Jason to Jason. And Jason to Jason, yeah. It was at, at final six, which... Mm -hmm. 
even that seems a bit off. I would say, if anything, uh, Yali didn't really have a comparable at that stage in Reed's. Um, Juiced, Juiced is probably more like Rat. Really, yeah, Juiced is more like Rat. I guess I'm more like Space Thug uh, in that game. Yeah. Um, so I just, just scrolled up into his channel to see what players he made. He compared Juice to Juicy, Indo to Etto, Jason to Jason, Yon to Yon, Space to Mouse, and Yali to Rat. Oh, I forgot Space to Mouse, yeah. Um, right. It just it felt a little... Uh, it, it definitely feels a little bit of a stretch. Um, I, I He compared me to Juice mainly because we were close in that game. Uh, like we were, we were good friends and like the funny, I think he described it as like, uses comedy as a, as a way to like make people underestimate him, which I don't do purposely, but sure it helps. Uh, and I, I just felt like a lot of the reads were just kind of off. And I feel like that's like, that boils down a center point of Jan's misplays is that his reads of the game were just off. His reads on both how to play and on other people and how other people were going to play. Um, and I feel like he could be in a root in for a rude awakening at FTC when he realizes how wrong those reads are and other people realize what his reads were the entire game. I also think he's going to have to adjust. Like he isn't completely out of this game per se, if he adjusts well at FTC and owns up to some of the stuff saying, yeah, I did have bad dream management, as well as other people having poor FTCs, he still has a chance to win. Uh, I think of the four, he's the least likely, but it's going to have to be, he's going to have to adjust very quickly. I think once... he's more likely than Yoli, to be fair. That is fair. I think Yoli's more likely to receive votes, but Jan is more likely to win. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, that absolutely makes sense. Um... I don't know how much more we have on Yon to say. I feel like we've covered it all. Um, to yeah. like sum it all up, he has made a lot of mistakes this game, and he has a lot to answer for. But I don't think he's out just yet. I I, I do think. I mean, he he is a good talker, but he's putting a lot of faith in his ability to talk at FTC, and we'll see if he's right to do so or not. Uh yeah. Which leads us into our second member of the Final Four, Yoli. And we were just talking about her, where unfortunately I believe Yoli has the least chance to win currently. Which is unfortunate, because I thought Yoli was playing uh, a fabulous game to start, um, where on Centaurus, uh, she is the center point of the tribe. Um, and to be fair, her and Gengar form that duo on day one. And they're close throughout the entire game. Um, they are controlling Centaurus with Typo. Unfortunately, they keep losing, which definitely hurt Yoli. Um, a lot to lose because I felt like she was definitely, if she got out of that tribe, she had a lot of uh, people that would have still worked with her. Bobby would have kept working with her. Uh, Kempster would have kept working with her. And even Amy would have kept working with her. She was very clearly like doing the best on that tribe, her and Gengar. Um but they just keep losing, and that was the tragic story of Centaurus. She ends up getting swapped to kind of the boring tribe in Canis Major, uh, because they just don't go to tribal. They have the Eric Medivac, uh, but other than that, she's still with Gengar, um, still connecting well, 
Um, and then I just don't know what happened. But at the merge, it seemed like she lo- she seemed to lose steam and just not really do a lot. Um, she was still close with Gengar, but uh, she got really close with Juice, which was another thing. Um, and she was still social, but it, it didn't feel like she was doing a lot with her social capital. Um, seemed like more of a, she was just kind of floating. Um, she doesn't get targeted until F7, F6, uh, by Jason and Gengar. And by that point, uh, she's more being targeted for taking up an FTC slot and being, uh, and more targeted for the people she's close to and less for the fact that she has really a chance to win. Um... And it just, there isn't a lot to talk about with Yoli's game because we haven't really been able to see her do a lot. Um, It feels like everything she's done has been connected with Gengar or she's been targeted for, and after Gengar went, it kind of just feels like she was viewed as a goat, which I love Yoli so much. And uh, she is awesome. And everyone loves her on the season. Um, But just didn't feel like she was doing a lot she actually did have one play which if it had worked would have been very good for ftc and which she still thinks it worked however i'm sure once it comes out at ftc that it actually didn't work um that will pretty much kill what chances she had at winning i think Mm -hmm. because to this point she still thinks she's the one that flipped juice and she is the reason that connor went home and that the game didn't turn into a Karina Pagani. Yeah. Um, However, uh, that didn't actually happen. And once they find out that Juiced is like, yeah, by the way, guys, I didn't actually flip. It, Yali means that she, even the bet she made with Juiced, the one claim to fame she had, wasn't real, because it actually just came down to Yan for getting to flip his vote. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a big tell of her positioning right now is that even with the majority of the game even with that narrative of juiced flipping still being in play where people still believe it she's still not a threat even though that is her one play of the game uh her like biggest moment uh she still isn't really given any credit for it um and it just really doesn't spell great for her chances i think of anyone, I think she's guaranteed to make FTC at this point. Um, I don't actually. I don't. I won't. I don't want to say guaranteed, but I, I would say she's most likely because I will say that Jan has said if Space Thug wins immunity, he's gonna try to um, get him to vote for Yoli instead. But I don't think that'll work. I think Space Thug would just vote for Jan instead. Um. Yeah, Jan's best bet there would be had maybe Juice do it, but I don't know how Juice views himself in terms of winning percentile there. I don't think Juice would flip on Yoli is the thing, because Juice and Yoli oh. have been close since all merge. Juice has been talking about when the time to get Yan out would be, because he does see Jan as an FTC threat, whether there's whether that's a real threat or not. Uh, he sees him as an FTC threat at this point, mm-hmm. um, and so. Uh, he is hoping to get him out if Yan loses immunity here. Yeah. 
him him or space. He's not from what I know. He's not sure. Uh, at least that was the last I read in his confessional. Uh, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I do wish there was more to talk about Yoli. I do. I think it is worth saying that I don't think Yoli would be a zero vote finalist. I think she would get Gengar's vote for sure, uh, or not for sure. But I think it it is like ninety percent likely that uh, Yoli will get Gengar's vote just because they've been close uh, all game. They went through. They've been on every tribe together, and then Yoli outplays Gengar and had like the whole like. She would fuck with Gengar in chat whenever he said good morning and all that. All that fun <laughs> stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Unfortunately, there's just not much more to talk about with Yoli's game. She's kind of no. floated along, been social, but hasn't really made any waves, which, before I can't really blame her because there haven't been a ton of opportunities for her to make waves either. Yeah, no. the one I tried to generally work the way that she thinks that she knows. That- it didn't work the way that she thinks it would. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on to Space Thug, which, honestly, we have the most to talk about game-wise, positively, for Space Thug, where I am, I'm a big fan of Space Thug's game. Uh, I think he has played... He's played a strong UT, uh, under-the-radar game. Um, starting all the way back at Orion Tribe, uh, he was with Guy... But uh, made day one made a really strong connection with Jason, a duo that lasted all the way to F six. They were very t- they were each other's number ones throughout the entire game. Um, and he was close with Ella off the bat, and he had a solid connection to you guy, I believe. But uh, you were definitely his number, his like you were below the other two, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, At the one thing I want to note there. You said the Jason Space thing, right? Uh, they had a duo pretty early on. When I was in the game, I think he actually did a pretty solid job at making it seem like he wasn't as though Jason as he actually was. Hmm. I believe, I forget what, I think it might have been the Jersey boat. We were like, I was talking to, to Space, and he told me that he was there with me and Ella, but he never said Jason. And I said, same with I was supposed to do with Ella and Space, and I think we can keep, and I said we can keep Jason as a fourth. And the Space was like, that afterwards but he did a good, good job from my point of view that he wasn't good that like, he wasn't like super close to jason so i think that was actually a good thing oh nothing yet at least early on to like hide the relationship i think ella probably because they had the trio alliance that i saw afterwards yeah i think for everyone else i think he did a good job at concealing their relation that he had with jason and if the game kind of did evenly, that could be a bit more important going forward yeah um jason and uh, Jason and Space end up swapping together onto Canis Major. Um, and again, there really is not much to talk about at all with Canis Major. That nothing really happened on that tribe after the met Eric Medevac. Um, because the really only storyline we had on that tribe was uh, Eric versus uh, Indigo Civil War. And it kind of just went away with that Medevac. Uh, but at the merge... Uh, Space Thug's name kept coming up, and it, it, Space Thug and Jason, that duo as a whole, their names kept coming up, but they kept skating by. They kept, I mean, one was, to be fair, out of luck with the Connor vote. Um, but at F7, he makes probably the only real play of the game um, by flipping that vote onto Gengar uh, when 
capitalizing on a misplay by Gengar and getting out probably one of the biggest threats to his game. Um, because by getting out Gengar there, it, it pretty much gave him full control of the end game. Um, he loses Jason, but at that point he has, he has a clear path to FTC by booting Indigo and Yon. Um, he, Jason gets targeted over him. He kind of just lets Jason overplay himself out of the game, but as long as he can beat, he knows he has one of Indigo or Yon at five, and then he just has to beat them at FIC. And he's in the end with a respectable game on this season. Um, he was definitely really paranoid last vote that he would go over Indigo, but it, it doesn't come to fruition. And now he's sitting in an F4 with, he has good relationships with everyone on the jury. Um, I don't think there's anyone that is really anti-Space Thug. He has a guaranteed vote from Jason. He probably gets Ella's vote. Um, and I do really like Space Thug's chances if he gets to the end. I think on a... From a specific... If you looked at it as like strategic threat or uh, who has played the best, I think Space Thug is the number one threat, quote-unquote. Um, if you completely just take out jury perspective but we'll get into that when we talk about juice more but i think J uh space is a very uh legit threat heading into this um potential ftc i think the only thing that really brings him down is the fact that he actually should have been out of the game already yes um had jan voted correctly space would have gone out in eighth rather than connor so, Space playing the game exactly the way he did is good for an 8th place, assuming everyone does what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So, I think if the other people argue that point at FTC, that could cost Space a fair bit, because, mm -hmm. like, you don't win by coming 8th place. That's not how it works. <laughs> um, so, if they argue that point really well, then it may cost him a bit, but beyond that, he definitely has the biggest win equity in terms of strategic game. Yeah. And I think he's definitely, um, he made up for that. Um, I think there is also the argument that if Gengar doesn't leak, uh, the, uh, F seven vote and get it flipped and space doesn't have the chance to flip that onto Gengar then his game is a lot weaker as well. I think Jason goes out um, at 7. But honestly, I think he has a great argument against that, saying that even if Gengar doesn't go out 7th, if Jason goes out above Gengar at 7th, um, there's the argument that he can just uh, he can just swap, basically swap Gengar and Jason's boot and still boot Gengar at 6th. Because I think he's able to flip uh, Yoli, uh, Indigo juiced and uh yeah and yan onto gengar at six still boots indigo at fifth and still boots uh or he's even able to take gengar to four and just beat him at fic um but the risk with that is that yoli could give him fire yeah i i think like at the end of the day a lot of the moves he made were made by other people messing up and while people can say, well, if this didn't happen, you wouldn't be here. If this didn't happen, you wouldn't have such a game. But at the end of the day, it did happen. It did. Right? Like, you can't say, well, if this didn't happen, well, 
that's hypothetical scenarios. What actually happened is what he capitalized on. And even if Gengar leaked there, there's not always the scenario where space leaks and he flips it on to Gengar and makes a big play. He could have just leaked, and then Space could have been like, oh, well, shit, and then Jason dies, and Space loses, loses his number one ally. Mm-hmm. Instead, Space was very active in terms of making an actual good play happen. A last-minute flip. I mean, last-minute flips are hard. You have to... But he makes it happen, and gets Gengar out, who was beginning to look like the uh, number one contender, uh, just because a lot of people had him floating by, and he was a big social threat. He just... He could sweep a jury, just based off his positioning and uh, being able to play from the bottom and just play well. Yeah. Plus, Space Thug also had one of the only uh, advantages in the game. So, didn't really matter, but (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't... Unless you guys have anything more to say about Space. No, I'm good. Uh, We have... Oh, sorry. I, I will say I was very, sh- I and I going back to start just a bit out there. Mm-hmm. I face impressed me maybe the most from both playing with him and expecting him this season. It's I wasn't expecting him to play the way he has been playing, and I think it's going to help him a lot at SEC. I feel. I will say that Space Thug was a replacement uh, for someone. We had a, we had a couple drops, but, uh, Space Thug was the last person added to this cast, and I am very glad. I think, I think Space Thug has been an awesome presence on the season, and I'm happy to, I'm glad we had him. Uh, in a I'm season very... that has had his, had its, uh, underwhelming moments, I've not been underwhelmed at Space Thug so far, so I'm happy we had him. Let's go, Thug. No, he's, he's been playing very well. It's been mm-hmm. great to see. Mm-hmm. Which leaves us with one more final four member and probably our favorite to talk about and i think uh i will let ecto start so ecto is if you want to tell how you know juiced (laughs) yeah so back in grade three we're going back a while here uh this this lanky kid with hair down to about the middle of his back walked into class and i was like is that is that a guy or a girl was my first question, was my first thought. And anyways, I get to talking to him, and we became friends, and we've been friends ever since. I think that was probably like 12 or 13 years ago, maybe a bit. Um, anyways, so he and I have been close to best friends for years. Um, and anyways, I finally convinced him to play orgs, and he's probably the funniest person I've ever met. He's one of the funniest people like you'll ever see, but... That helps him tremendously in his social game, which was seen first on the Karina tribe. Um, at the start, he was very good with... Uh, Yan trusted him. Eric loved talking to him. Uh, Indigo thought he was cool. Uh, at Initially, Connor really liked him, but then he fell off a bit with Connor, I believe. Well, correct. Uh, uh, Eric yes. loved bullying Juiced. <laughs> true true <laughs> eric had so much fun just calling bad and like calling him dumb because he played frisbee um which was really nice to see as it deserved um i think if they had gone to tribal i think juice was fine for at least a couple votes i think, I think yan was the in this person besides yeah yan was yan. in control but like juiced was never going home if yan was in control mm-hmm um, Yan had Juice at number one. I think Eric was also in a good position on that tribe, and 
Juice was never going home for Eric either. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously he swapped to the Canis Major Tribe, which, I mean, nothing happened. Jesus. He got to connect. He got to connect more with um, Indi- uh, Indigo. Trusted more. Yoli was a big one. Although even on that tribe, she didn't uh, trust Juice a whole lot. It was more so merge where that relationship really started to uh, expand more and become more profound. Um, yeah, and then, so coming into Merge, he's obviously part of the Karina tribe uh, and the Canis Major tribe, so both of the majority tribes he is a part of. Um, at the... He was kind of silent, or not really silent, but he wasn't as um, strategic for the first couple rounds, which I think maybe end up being one of the big knocks on his game is his lack of uh, strategic game and his lack of trying to make big moves. Uh, however, he was always social, always making jokes, always having people going to the jury thinking, man, that juice guy was pretty funny. Um, then the Connor vote comes around. He makes a bet with Yali because he thought it would be funny, which is the reason he does most things. Um, and then obviously loses the bet. He's very torn because he's obviously a loyal person so he wasn't sure if he wanted to go with Yan and the Karinas or if he wanted to go with Yoli. He decided that it would probably be easier to explain it to one person in Yoli than to try to explain it to his entire former Karina tribe. Um, and at least that way space doesn't go to the jury feeling super burned by uh, Juice whereas if Connor went to the jury he would obviously feel very burned by the fact that Juice flipped on him. Um in the end, that's what caused his decision. However, Jan was the one who actually flipped uh, by accident. He <laughs> forgot to change his vote, and Yo- uh, not Yoli, sorry, Connor went home, which Juice found hilarious. He thought that was the funniest shit ever. And so he immediately goes and tells Jason, Space, Yoli, and Gengar, saying, yeah, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> I-, I was the one who flipped there. That was me. Gengar gifts Juice Nitro <laughs> for flipping that vote. Juice didn't do shit. Um, and Jan and Indigo go along with it. They just let which him do it. They let him have his fun, which I under- honestly don't know why they did that. I think it was more so just because I assume Jan didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and no, they just didn't talk about it, which allows Juice to play both sides, because Indigo and um, Jan obviously still trust him a bunch, because like, Juice didn't actually flip on them. He voted with them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yoli, Space, uh, Gengar, and Jason all trust Juice He's more, gift because... From... Gift from the heavens he... above. Just... <laughs> yeah, he just he just flipped. He just flipped. He, he saved them from the Karina Paganging. Mm-hmm. When really, he did no such thing. So... <laughs> So he was in a great position. Then the next vote, he was obviously, because of this new positioning he had, um, Space and Jason were going to him, trying to get him to be the one to help them 3-2-2 out. I think it was Indigo um, at the time, which, I mean, he obviously leaked because he still trusted Indigo uh, more than them. And he was an integral part of that. And then, obviously, it didn't matter because Gengar uh, blew up and died. Um... 
Final six was kind of quiet, but at this point, as this is all happening, the jury is starting to say, you know, for most of them, Juice is pretty high up on their rankings. He's all, almost always consistently the highest out of the former Karinas. Um, and the other good thing he's had is that he hasn't received a single vote this entire time. And he might be able to escape via four without one as well. Yeah, I think it's likely that he does. I do uh, I too. Th I think he's likely in Final Tribal already, having never received a vote, uh, having been on the right side of the numbers, or at least knowing what was happening every single time. Uh, which means not no that hard. knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he thought he knew what was happening. Um, and he still comes out of F8 positive. <laughs> yeah, he's had incredible social game. I mean, Yali herself has said in her uh, confessional that Juice is the social god of uh, this game. Like he's the big social threat that people need to be worried about. Um, everyone just loves the guy, and I think honestly, in a game where a lot of the jury members have been kind of frustrated by the lack of gameplay. They may just look to it and say, hey, this guy was fun to talk to. This guy's been funny the whole time. If I'm going to give any of these people who didn't play super strategic games a vote, I'll give it to the guy who I thought was the most fun to talk to. Exactly. I think a big part of uh, Juice Game is everyone just kind of underestimated him the entire way through. Uh, people, especially in this endgame, people have just underestimated I've kind of loved it because it's basically just been all these game bots, especially Jan and Space Thug, hyper fixated on the strategic game and just kind of forgetting that like everyone loves Juiced and they just they just see him because he hasn't done a ton in uh like strategically, they just see him as an easier beat when in reality no one on this jury is happy with how the season played out really. But they're ha but Juiced is, like, the one shining light in the season where everyone had fun talking to him, and he's, like, just kind of let everyone overplay themselves out of the game, blow themselves up, and he's just kind of been sitting there shitposting the entire time. And I love it. Um, I was talking to Mouse last night, and Mouse made the perfect parallel, and this is a little bit of uh, Survivor spoilers, but... A juiced win is essentially a Fabio win from uh, Survivor Nicaragua, and that is yeah, and that is just the greatest. It it's really funny to me, and I love it. Um, <laughs> no one really has he's he has by far the best jury management, and the jury loves him. The jury is some of the jury is rooting for him right now, um, but and yet he has no target really at F four when he probably should both Jan and space thug want an ftc with him and yoli beside him beside them so he definitely i mean i i don't want to i'm supposed to be impartial but a juiced win would probably be the most fun end to the season in my opinion um i'd be happy with a space win i think if Jan can uh have a good FTC and flip perception of him. I think that'd be cool. Um, if a Yoli win came out of left field, I would not mind, but a juiced win just seems the most like poetic where a lot of this game kind of got just, it was boring strategy and just people playing everyone trying to play under the radar. 
and then Juice just wins by fucking around and having a good time. <laughs> yeah. In a season cast to be entertaining, having the most entertaining person uh, in terms of just being super funny and you, every time you tune into their confessional, you, you'll laugh at something. Mm-hmm. Having that be the winner would be very poetic and make a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, it's not like that's not we're not trying to discredit Juice and saying that like anything about this is a fluke. It's not. He's played one of the best social games I've ever seen. Everyone loves him. And he, he has been positioned expertly. There's a reason he's gotten zero votes. It's because he's been a core part of the Karina Alliance while also being loved by the uh, opposition. He's capitalized on uh, Jan accidentally voting and then used it to further his game even more. Got some fucking Nitro out of it. Um, <laughs> just juiced his... And I think the most important part is Juice was talking about this in his confessional that he's confident that if he gets to FTC, he can argue his game well. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Uh, A lot of people, even on the jury, I don't think a lot of people realize that, like, Juice does have confidence in his game and is, like, he understands FTC. He's ready to um, argue his game going forward, and I'm excited to see how he does it. The first FTC that he ever saw was the FTC in Reeds 5. So he understands how you got to go at people, how you have to uh, give good, long, detailed answers, how you need to, if someone else uh, is spouting BS, how you can tear their game down, pick that answer apart, try and make them seem less uh, credible. Um, So he's seen what FTC is like and what a good FTC looks like. Yeah. Um, I mean, he probably saw one of the most one. Of, I mean, Reed's five was probably one of the best FTCs. It was a close FTC, and there were a lot of people doing it. I mean, you had a really good FTC. Rad had a really good FTC, and even Jans, who ended up being a zero of a finalist, he was doing well until he just kind of collapsed on a couple questions. Um, yeah. Regardless, I think no matter what, we're in for an interesting close. There's. No doubt this game will be up in the air until FTC. Um, until until those votes are read, I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, this F4 vote could blow up and send Juice home for some reason. I don't think it will, but it could. Uh, and the game's, no matter what the FTC combination is, no one is guaranteed win going into it. Uh, and that's fun. I'm, I'm for it. Yep. The jury, unfortunately, might not be the happiest. Um, but I don't see them as necessarily toxic, which is good. Um, they're more just going to be like annoyed. Yeah. Mildly annoyed. No, go ahead. Especially the earlier boots. I feel, I think Ella, I think Ella's a bit busier at that time, but I felt her to be the most vocal person there. And Mm -hmm. I think she's, she's definitely not toxic. She's not the opposite of toxic. Yeah. So I think she's going to be able to set a good, like, um, vibe for FTC as well. Especially because he's probably going to be the most vocal there. And he's he, definitely not. <laughs> definitely. I think Ella is definitely the voice of that jury. Um, and she's mayor of Ponderosa, but she has been the one that is, uh, she's been pushing for them. I mean, she's been active. She's been more active in her, in her confessional than most people that have still been in the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's also, even on Ponderosa, which I know a lot of, uh, most people can't see, 
Uh, but I will say that she has been the one that's mainly pushing and asking questions when people do come to Ponderosa and trying to get a read on that game, uh, trying to understand what's happening, even though like most of it is kind of simple to understand and you can just understand it by uh, from a bird's eye view that you have from Ponderosa. Um, she's still trying to ask those uh, ask those questions to people as they come in, get a read on the game, and trying to understand things. But I, I really don't think anyone truly understands the game until everything comes out, especially with how much of the game just boils on that uh, that F eight moment and that and the lie going forward. So um, <laughs> we're in for an interesting close. Luckily. Uh, please no medevac right at the end. Every time I say something looks interesting, we get like something bad to happen. So crossing my fingers that we get a clean end to the season and happy times and happy trails. I don't think I have anything else more to say. Do you guys? No, I'm good. No, yeah, I think we, you've covered everything there. And I think this is going to be a very interesting FTC. And I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it, especially. Me too. Part. Um, we have, uh, just over a day left or just under a day left for, uh, FTC. It was extended one extra day because, uh, space Thug had no PC. And I thought that was just kind of unfair to force him to do it on mobile when he was going to be home on Sunday. Um, I am for everyone having a fair chance. Uh, so by around this time, well, we're recording this. It's about seven o'clock right now, so by this time tomorrow, we will know uh, who one person who is guaranteed an FTC, uh, and we will most likely know who they're going to target. So that's going to be fun. But uh, until next time, which unfortunately I don't think there will be a next time, but uh, thank you all for listening. I I apologize for not making more of these, uh, but I hope you enjoyed the ones we did make, and uh, have a great night.